Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. Uh, we are recording on a Thursday night here, fresh off of a, a Tibbs firing and a couple of uh, Timberwolves wins, which I'm pretty ecstatic about, PJ. Uh, and to break down the firing and recent NBA news, PJ, what's going on, homie? Congrats to everyone who's keeping your resolutions for 10 days as we... Haven't done a pod yet this year. <laughs> Say, we just 355 more days to go, and then you'll be. We broke a resolution and went a little more than a week than we normally do to record this episode. That's our bad. But hey, if you have thought about breaking your resolutions, keep them up. Just don't tell me about them. Yeah, so I, I could definitely. And you should have. And you should have stopped saying happy new year by now. I could I could definitely tell that the resolution thing is in full swing when I went to work out after work today and lo and behold there are more people in working out in the in my apartment's uh, workout room than I, I think shit. ever. I get so annoyed by all of that. I have a general philosophy that if you're gonna start a resolution most people start thinking about that, like, what, October, November? <laughs> Just start doing it then. Like, I think the calendar date thing is so stupid. It is so stupid. It doesn't, like, there really isn't a, a significant change from December 31st to January 1st. Outside no, of, the, but people, you know, people, writing checks and people, doing stuff. People get in routines and tend to follow and like kind of tend to fall cycles so when you can say all right here's this like cut off and when i can start making a change it's sure it's and, people. and people are off work and i get that and like you kind of want to whatever but usually you're not thinking about it like during that week you kind of made your you kind of have stuff you want to do it beforehand right beginning of december and you start doing it then just just start it up but hey, if you got something, keep it up. And uh, yeah, stop. You don't have to say Happy New Year anymore in your office emails or anything. We're past that. And uh, yeah, you can just uh, get to uh, keep rolling. Hopefully, your first 10 days have, have been good for your 28, for 2019. Well, they've been they've been great for me, PJ. And let's let's start with the biggest. Not great story. for Tibbs. Tibbs is the Tibbs. Well, is I want I want to start with the biggest story, and that's Pat McCaw. Oh yeah, actually, the Pat McCaw sweepstakes got it got titillating. I guess there's a little well, drama to it. It's pretty bizarre. I know we were making fun of this for the most part in our in our last pod, and. Uh, but lo and behold, it ended up being kind of a thing because out of nowhere, the Cavs end up waiving his non-guaranteed contract they had just signed days earlier. The Warriors then try uh, and get and succeed in getting the NBA to investigate it. And then he signs with the Raptors, and now he's a Raptor. So uh, Pat McCaw, he's uh, really destined to be a journeyman. And the, and I don't even. Know, day, I think. It's, but yeah, the the whole thing I found laughable about is just the Warriors like, hey, this isn't fair. We had this restricted guy that we weren't going to give the money, and another team was. We couldn't match it, but you could, and it's not fair because they had no intention of keeping him. 
It was just to make him not a restricted free agent. It's like, well, those are the rules, folks. Like, yeah, you you could have matched. You could have matched if you really wanted Pat McCall that bad. And it's just, I mean, I don't think he necessarily did himself any favors during this whole thing, but he finally found a resolution to get out of it, and Cavs did him a solid. Um, I don't think necessarily the Cavs were going. I mean, I think part of the plan was if he. If a team picked him up off waivers, he was going to get that money he that wasn't guaranteed guaranteed, so it would have been really great for him. But, um, you know, worst case, I think the Cavs did his, in, have intention of bringing him back. Um, but then the Raptors came in and offered him something as well. Um, and, you know, he gets to be on another contending team now, and, and good for him. Uh, hopefully it, it all – hopefully from here on out it works out for him, but – it seemed really dumb to me of the Warriors of all teams. Like this is the one thing you're like, all right, guys, like, come on, you you're really you are gonna throw a like a fuss over Pat McCaw. It's it's pretty silly. Like, come on, like we're are we really doing this? Because if it was, I don't know, like were they really missing Pat McCaw this first forty two games or so? I, I don't. I don't think so. Like it was just, it seemed like they were complaining just for the sake of it, and they felt like they were slighted and maybe trying to set some sort of precedent or something. But like they, they're they're playing those waters, and they can't really be mad that they about. This can't be mad about it. It's like it just seems really silly that I I thought it was like good by the Cavs to do it for him i was kind of surprised the Cavs of all teams would be that that the ones that help someone out but it was just to get a slight you know jab at the warriors one last time which we got to take advantage of those if we can get them but let's talk about what i've been eager to talk about and that's the tibbs firing that came this past sunday after the timberwolves came came off of two back-to-back blowout victories over the Magic and the Lakers. They fired Tibbs in his office immediately following the game. Now we got um, Ryan Saunders, the, the son of Flip, coaching and got a win in his first game in OKC the other night. Yeah. Wiggins dropped 40-10, and 10, which was yeah. very unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been talking a lot of smack about Wiggins this season and really for the last few years, but that was nice to see. Now you're in um, trouble, man. Now, now with Ryan Saunders there, you're gonna look silly. That money's gonna look like he's gonna be un- most under under most valuable contract in the NBA soon. Oh uh, sure. You know what? I will gladly take that. I mean, hell's yeah. Let's let's see. The best version we can get out of uh, Andrew Wiggins, and if yeah, Jim, if Ryan Saunders can get it, then yeah, Jimmy might might be just you know getting flipped from Philadelphia here soon. When, if he keeps arguing with Brett Brown, so like, hey, I mean, maybe it will it'll all work out in the end. But the you know this is obviously the I think the the it was firing, surprising. Well, the fact that Tibbs was fired is not surprising. The timing of it is the really odd thing, right? Yeah, I thought he was going to get the full season to play out and see if they made the playoffs again. And then maybe he kept his job. Uh, I thought the the only way that I thought he was losing... Because I thought that 
there was a chance he was getting fired right around when the the Jimmy deal went down, but he didn't. And then they had been having they had a good stretch after that. They kind of regressed, and then they had seemed to be playing a little bit better as of late, winning those two games. And and then this firing comes, and it's just it's very odd. I mean, I like I. It's interesting to think if maybe the UCLA firing uh, of Steve Alford and Hoiberg potentially being connected to that maybe that has something to do with this but and maybe that was where this timing came from but I just it just really didn't make well, sense to me but I, I'm all for it well know, a lot of it a lot of what came out of it though was that it was like more of a business decision that they were uh, re, they were contacting season ticket holders and you know, fans, and a lot of it was the business side was saying, you know, we're getting this feedback. Like, these people, they don't want, they don't like Tibbs. They're mad about the direction of the team right now. They don't like, people aren't renewing, and their 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 um, renewing of, of season tickets was lower than they expected at this point in the season. And it was because Tibbs was still the coach, and so that was in part of factor. And I think even if you're considering firing him to end, well, this is a business, and if you're going to lose out on, on revenue because this guy is still employed and is still a coach, then you got to make the change. Um, and it just it sounded like on the business side, too, like they were – he was difficult to deal with. Um, there was just like kind of working, which I've, I've heard was the same situation in Chicago um, that the business side and him didn't necessarily – have a warm relationship and it was really always tense between those two sides um just in, in that office in general um that was a big thing i heard once fred got hired in chicago was like there was a there was it was a release of tension and people like in general like people were happier and it just there was a, a more jovial relationship between the basketball operation and the the business side too um, so that part didn't surprise me, but it does sound seem like they want to try to give Ryan Saunders every opportunity to to win this head coaching job, and like these guys seem like you see with that post game celebration they have, these guys seem to like really like him a lot. I mean, um, I've heard more, you know, after the fact that a lot of these dudes like went to his wedding, and I didn't realize in a lot of that stuff like. He's a really well liked, respected dude. Um, he's obviously, you know, the ties. Obviously, his dad being thought of, you know, as the founder of this team in a lot of ways, and drafted most of these players. Um, but Ryan Saunders is has earned his stripes, even though he's super young. He's thirty two. Um, it, it does it does sound like though they they want him to be the long term coach and. There was the reports about Fred coming and, and they replaced Tibbs again, but that also could be in a front office role. Um, Fred wants to coach. It's uh, it's interesting. It is um, I didn't think we'd I th- I thought we'd be talking about this in June though, not not January. Um, in general, with the the Timberwolves basketball ops. Yeah, I thought so too. And Dude. yeah, I think that. You think they're a playoff team? Do you think they'll make the playoffs? 
Do I think that they are going to make the playoffs? Yeah. I think right now they sit. Let me pull up the standings. They can't Ryan Saunders do it. I think they sit in about 10th place. Yeah, they're in 11th, tied with the Kings. Half, you know, they're. They're essentially two and a half, three games back from the Lakers and the eight seed. I don't think that they're a playoff team. I, they have a really talented roster, despite the fact that Teague has been out and just coming back. Well, that's with Derek, them. with Derek Rose being out though, that part Ty's sucks. played well, and and Covington missing the last handful of games yeah. too. Also, not good. Uh, they've they've still been winning, which is important. Like them being the Thunder with all those guys down is. Is you know that was a, that was a nice win on the road for them. Cats been playing uh, a little bit of defense lately. We've got second half. Cat is here. I wanted to talk to you about that because he's been averaging like My twenty eight and seventeen for the last for the last few weeks, and he's looked like a completely different player. They're playing through him a lot more, and Wiggins has had flashes. He's never going to be that consistent, like twenty five points and uh, and being efficient night to night. But if he can have these wants every other week, 35, 40 point outbursts, they can just kind of win the game for you. At least that's something. Um, yeah, I mean, going back to all the coach stuff. No, I don't. I mean, do you think they're a playoff team? I don't think this, nah. like, it's. And it's not. A, it's not that I think I, they're bad. It's just the the West is really good. Yeah, and I honestly, I feel like this team would finish probably. I don't really know if. Switching between Tibbs or Ryan Saunders is uh, really was is gonna change much in the win column in general. Maybe it's a better story. Like maybe people are just in general happier, and there's just the yeah, I think the Tibbs be... hangover is well, just the the looming of Tibbs and whatnot. But they're gonna be a lot. I think they're gonna be a lot more fun to watch. You're gonna see you This will translate to the court. And they I mean, be yeah. Fun to watch. I think it'll just you'll, you'll see a different attitude. But I was never like I mean, I just it never felt like a great fit. It really did in a lot of ways feel like they were putting a a square peg in a round hole the entire time, and they were just trying to make it work in some way or another. And um, I guess like two two more questions though I have for you before we. And move on, but with this really of, of looking forward is not even with with Thibodeau, but in general, do you think the GM or do you think the president of basketball op coach is that dead? Do you think we'll ever see? Because Windhorse had an article about it saying kind of how it's a fail, but he thinks it will repeat again. Like, will a team once at some point? His basic argument was that. It's gone for now, and like Pop's still really been the only like sustainable, successful uh, version of it. You know, people brought, have brought up Pat Riley, but the idea is like, will someone else get offered that again? And Windhorse argues that, yeah, it repeats itself, and there's going to be that like high-profile coaching candidate that some team's going to want to lure, and they'll use as a leveraging chip the idea of offering him to be like president of basketball ops and coach. Um, do you think that's true? Or do you think it's between like Tibbs and Stan Van the last couple of years, like people realize that just like these need to be separate positions no matter what. I agree with him. I do think that it's going to come back. And the reason I say that is because I, I think it only takes one coach 
right one one really highly coveted coach that wants to leave their current team to kind of use that as leverage if you if you need one highly coveted coach that wants to be pre- president of basketball operations as well as being the coach and then like I what if the Warriors blew up? What if the Warriors blew up? And yeah, I was saying like if Brad Stevens wanted to leave the Celtics next season, do you? And you're the Kings. I think they'd get. I think they would gladly mm. hand that t- both titles over to him. Like, yeah, you can be head of basketball operations. Yeah, you can be the coach. Like Magic offer Steve Kerr, both. Yeah, I could see like that kind of stuff for sure. I'm with you 100. percent but do I think it could be a while until we see it again? And do I think we're really? going to see it happen as often? No. What do you think you're going to see it be successful, like long term? It's possible, but I, I can't say that. I think that the Not in my the primary reason why it has been failing. Uh, I mean, you got to put the. Well, the the ownership has to be on the individual and they're probably i think that there are probably some coaches well, in the history of the nba that probably would be capable of doing both jobs and, yeah, and name doing is greg it well. popovich yeah but you do have to pair him with a good gm i think as is part of it and and that's what rc and pop have but i also think uh, I, in some of the examples, though, too, that we've seen of it, like, there has been some short, like, term, like, in the short term, there's there's been some benefits to these teams. Because so these are good, these aren't bum coaches there. Like, these are always very good coaches that are getting off these offers. So the short-term success, I think, is, like, a, a improvement and an upgrade at the coach. And you have these players, you know, you have teams with potential and, these coaches are able to utilize that personnel, but it's like once you start looking at like the team building and all that, that's a much more long term. Like a president of basketball op isn't shouldn't be bogged down in the day to day, and you really would have to be able to separate the two. And it just it seems like you have such competing interests that you would for a person to be able to do both of like focus on the day to day and then also big picture of how am I building a championship team? It, it seems. It just it seems like you're you're putting a, a, a conflict in that. And there's just a natural conflict between those two roles. Because if someone's on a slide for a month, if a team has a bad month, like a president would have the wherewithal to be like, well, it's a one month. Here's the big plan. But if you're a co that coaching part's like, I want to start winning. I've got I need players now. Um, and I don't know if you it would take a real special kind of person to be able to handle both those things. Steve Kerr might, I mean, Steve Kerr's had experience in front office and as a coach. Um, he just doesn't seem like a guy that would want to have all that responsibility. Like, why would you, why would I want to take on both jobs? And he's a pretty easygoing person. Um, and like, seems fine to work with. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he would be like the, alt, like the I think the level-headed person that could maybe do both. Um, I don't even know if Brad Stevens would be one, but that's that's a, a fair call. Well, I just if you on someone else, to be, that's a type of yeah. That's a t- yeah. Awesome. You're absolutely right. That's a like profile of uh, the kind of person that would get offered that somewhere. What was your second question though? Is will Tibbs get another head coaching job? Ever? Yeah. Or yeah. 
Yes. I think he will get another one. I do too. I think he will get another one. I think that he... I think that he will never have success coaching in the NBA again. See, I don't believe that, man. I think he will for... um, Because here's the thing really with Tibbs, and this is where I think this Minnesota thing was kind of screwed from Jump Street, is that he's not the guy to develop a team, but he would be the coach, and this is what he was for the Bulls, is that Bulls had Vinny Del Negro with Derek as a rookie and for, you know... And it was when that team was ready to take the next leap. When you're looking at, and, and honestly, if you flipped it, it's like you look at the Timberwolves. If, if you had you know year four or year three or four of Cat and Wiggins together, it's like all right, we need to start. We need to make the playoffs. We need to start competing. Like this needs to get ramped up. That's when you bring it. When when the team is ready to start winning, that's I think the perfect time to bring Tibbs in. And he's going to have his three- to five-year run with that team, and then he will burn those guys out, probably run them to the ground. But then you will have hopefully made a couple conference finals and had a chance, but you will have improved your, your odds. Like, I would not be surprised if – like, it's not, like bring him in Phoenix in three years if, if that like if that develops and that rebuild improves enough. Um Hell, if depending on what the hell happens to the Wizards, like I think you kind of blow that up. But if you're kind of doing a quick retool, maybe that's a spot he could end up. Um, there's, I mean, there's, there's a few. I mean, it depends. I'm trying to think of their young cores. Um, well, my thing is PJ is that I don't, I don't Kings, think players be a Kings coach. I do not think players like playing for him. Ooh, I don't know about that. I do think it's a certain type, but like, if you're, but I'm saying like that's where that if 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 it's someone that's like this is their second coach and you're kind of in that had the rebuild and stuff. This guy's gonna help your team win. I think players respond to that. Like you're gonna get the results. He's going to push you, and you're going to be grinding, but, like, you're going to get the results. Um, it's just, like, yeah, you're – when you when you, when you you hire Tibbs, like, the, just the clock starts, and it's you've got that three- to five-year window, and you got to win that. Otherwise, yes, then players get burnt out from him for sure. He's – in some ways, he's kind of like Harbaugh of the – Jim Harbaugh of the NBA a little bit. He's, he's more intense. Yes. Ice. Well, he's just more intense of like he's living breathe like tw- like Tibbs is the I'm spending 18 20 hours in the facility and is just like there always and it's just he obsesses about basketball. Like Tibbs is one of the it, it's just funny makes out I think about this with certain like coaches especially it's like so Tibbs has made like a couple million dollars I'm like what does he he doesn't get to enjoy that though like he He's making all this money for doing this, but he is spending all of his time in the office. You know, he's watching tape, whatever it is. It's like, what does yeah, he outside do of outside of basketball on, to enjoy other himself? Than spending, other than spending money off on things that are required to live. Right. What would Thibodeau go buy? 
Yeah, like, what are you doing to enjoy, like, this, like, your success? Like, you've made it in some way, like, it is super weird to me, you know? Like, what would, what does that look like? What's, what's Tibbs outside of basketball, like, distraction or reward he has for, like, the hard work he's putting in? I don't know. Right? It's super weird. Like, a lot of the football coaches, too, I just think about that, I'm like, you know, but some of them have like families, and I'm like, all right, well, at least you're, yeah, they're, you're, you've set your family up, and they're being able to, you know, have stuff and whatever, and it's an elevated lifestyle for them. So sure, but Tibbs, Tibbs isn't married, like anything like that. So it's just, it's, I think his mom's still alive though, so I'm sure his mom helps help helping out his mom and stuff like that. But I do wonder. He's like, I, was, I always wanted that with Tibbs. Is like, you, you're doing all this, but like, what is the end goal here? Like, what is it all for, man? I don't know. He's a, he's an interesting guy, but the other kind of piece that I look, you could you get could you get away with playing your best guys for thirty eight minutes a night over the course of the year? Yeah, you can get you can get away with that. But you can't. You're not gonna have sustained success if you're doing that kind of stuff. Well, uh, you need you to. You gotta find a better way of managing your minutes, whether you like it or not. Right, and he's. I don't know if he's ever gonna get out of his way, but him being the his own boss is not, wasn't gonna be the solution. You would need to pair him with a GM that he could connect with and like understand at least them be on the same page. Uh, as far as some of that goes, or like he comes in knowing those restrictions and whatnot, he's still gonna push them. But um, yeah, I, I there's just there's enough teams that could still use a coach like Tibbs, though. That it seems odd to me that he if he was just he became an assistant again. I just don't know if I see that for him. It wouldn't surprise me if he was an assistant, uh, but before become, but I I do think he'll become a head coach again. But let's let's move on, PJ. Uh, but go T Wolves. Hopefully they can turn it around. If they make a playoff push, that that would be awesome. But um, a few big games for the last uh, week. Uh, so Kuzma. Uh, so five players in the NBA have had forty plus points through three quarters this season. Kyle Kuzma joined that last night in 41 and three quarters. Uh, and he joins LeBron, Steph, Clay, and Harden in that camp. Um, which, I mean, Kuzma has always had, like, he can score from anywhere, but has just been really inconsistent, very up and down. But it's cool that he's kind of stepping up with LeBron not being able to play and being out another three games yeah LeBron's gonna get evaluated next week uh on the 16th to uh see where see where he's at with his progress but I imagine he'll miss yeah a few more games then they've got like a stretch I think against Houston OKC and the Warriors maybe that some people are speculating he'll come back for um yeah, shouts to Kuz. I mean, that's kind of I think with this stretch is like what the Lakers are looking for is who's going to step up, 
who's going to compete, like who's going to be the guy that kind of fills when LeBron while LeBron is out. Um, so Kuz is, Kuzma is, is stepping up to the plate and doing that, and that's yeah. I mean, had himself had himself a night. But probably the most impressive forty point game, forty plus point game, was uh, was Clay Thompson's forty three points, and he dribbled the ball four times, which immediately made me think of when he dropped. What he had sixty sixty three, and dribbled nine times. Against the Bulls. No, 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 not this year. Uh, he only dribbled like four times against the Bulls, too. Which, we get that rematch tomorrow night, folks. Oh, boiling boy. ball. See what boiling ball can do against the Warriors. The Bulls, the Bulls are so, <laughs> they're so bad. Um, but I'll tell you what. I hate them. Tell you what. They're gonna have a good shot at drafting Zion or or you know Barrett or whoever they want, uh, but there's what they're have the fourth worst record. They're still real bad. I think they lost five straight. Now we're at, uh, but no no more Justin Holiday. Jabari is being minutes embargo meant of some kind. He's played like fifteen minutes since December fifteenth. They can't move him, but hey, at least we got a couple picks for Justin Holiday. <laughs> I mean, it's something, right? Yeah, I mean, I kind of had a minor freak don't out. Typically, uh, uh, turn into much, but no, that's fine for Justin Holiday. I kind of had a minor freak out because it was post Bears loss, and just like it's such a Bulls thing, but they traded for Michael Carter Williams again. But it was really just Hilarious. to net some cash, and they. But it's the initial thing was like they gave up a second round pick, and I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" But it's a highly protected, probably won't end up netting anything. So, but in the moment, you and you can never really with the Bulls, you can never be too sure. Like, Grant, I mean, this is a team that Fran, uh, this front office has traded for campaign and Michael Carr Williams. And actually, like wanted him to play bath them to play basketball for him, for and um, see so, so and they gave up a second round pick to get campaign. On top of Taj Gibson and uh, Doug McDermott, so I wouldn't have put it past them to do it for Michael Carter Williams, but I don't think that there's a trade or a move they could make that would surprise me at this point. No, yeah, it's like whatever it is. Like if the deal was worse than what you think, like. Would make sense. They would make that trade for sure. Oh man, glad Michael Carter Williams is back. Did they wave him? Yeah, so they waved him and waved Marshawn Brooks from the, but Kip Wayne Selden. So new name. I like. And Wayne they opened Selden. up a roster spot. Wayne Selden's kind of fun. I mean, but. yeah, it, it did clear up some of the clunkiness of their uh, their rotations, though. I will say, to move Justin Holiday, give give Chandler Parsons more of a chance to get some more minutes. Got him in the starting lineup, which is good, I think. But now we gotta figure out where we're gonna send Jabari. What um, 
do you want to take this time now to to talk about the Bears? You want to save that? Ooh. I mean, football's done, so it's cool, man. Just thought you'd want to give them a goodbye. Nah, I I kind of just like over that whole thing. Cody Parkers, you man, Good Morning America. When you're listening to this, uh, maybe you tuned in and saw the Cody Parky interview, but it sucked, man. But it was something I, I mean, like every Bears fan knew that I, it was going to be how I, the season ended. I legitimately felt, you know, my my brother and my dad are huge Bears fans too. I I root for them if if they're not playing the Dolphins, but bummer. Every but bad. like they would they probably. You. Same way, if like someone gunned a Bears fan's head, was like, "How would you picture the season ending?" Probably have been like, "Oh yeah, Cody Parkey's probably gonna miss a game-winning field goal." He's probably gonna clank it. He was the best at that. He was the best in the NFL at hitting mm-hmm. the crossbar. Yeah, and I, the uh, the block shit, whatever, sucked. But yeah, I mean, in general, like they shouldn't have been in a position where uh, it was up to Cody Parkey to have to kick the game-winning field goal since no one had really any confidence that he'd actually be able to do that. But it is what it is, man. I'm just going to take my frustration out that the season ended early out on Garpax. I love it. Well, there's your brief NFL minute, but we'll yeah. get back to NBA stuff. Saints Chargers, that's what I'm just hoping for at this point. It would be fun. And the um, Cowboys will lose as soon as possible. So while we're uh, still, you know, we're talking about Clay Thompson, another Warriors topic. Boogie's coming back. They Boogie coming back on the 18th, which is very exciting. Uh, I did not see. I'm time sure to wreck the that, league, baby. I am sure that he's going to be on a minutes restriction to start. I didn't see. He's going to start though. And so that that's going to be incredible. I'm. I, uh, you know, this is scary and pisses a lot of people off, but at the end of the day, I think it's still pretty cool to, to have five all NBA caliber guys starting on one team. It's not good for anyone else, but I am excited to watch some of it. I mean, it's, it's going to be, I think a little clunky and rough, but I do, I'm just as a, a uh, long-standing member of the Boogie fan club. Um, I'm excited for him. I hope he can take this opportunity and, like, integrate in well, and I hope it does work in some ways. Um, but, yeah, it's it's I, I just – because we don't know what he's going to be like as a player. You know, coming off this injury, I think it's going to take some time. Plus, we just don't know how he will integrate with this team. Um on the court so it will be it will be interesting to observe and make the rest of the Warriors season you know these next month this next month or two will be it will be intriguing to see how this comes together if it can um there's just there's a lot at play with this whole thing because it's a lot of competing interests that go into this even like to start with this, everything that's already been going on with the Warriors, Boogie trying to prove teams wrong and and help him his future, you know, in the off season this year, and the Warriors want to win championships. I mean, it's 
there's so much there, and it will be uh, it will be a fun fun story. Um, kind of help, I think, at least me like restoke a little basketball fire too, because no LeBron's kind of made like shit a little. Eh. I mean, like there's good games and all that, but it, it's weird. This like period. I mean, I know I was a little bit more focused on football for a little bit with the Bears. Now I'm not, so it's like 100% on basketball now, but. Yeah, I don't know. Been See, a little bit of a basketball I don't agree world with that, last few weeks. I mean, people are people are very cold on Harden in a lot of ways, but he's been playing fun basketball lately. Like, the game yeah, last I watched night a ton of. I mean, Bucks Rockets was great, and Giannis was, is putting yeah. up twenty twenties like it's his job. Uh, I don't know. I I think that it's. I've still been very very pleased with the the value you get on a night to night basis from the league, but. No, I wasn't. I, mean, I wasn't saying it. Just kind of hit this lull right here where we're at. Like, it's we're just starting the All Star stuff, but they're they're. It was just. I'm just saying there's a little lull here, and then maybe it just is a me thing. It's not a universal thing. Just I was feeling a little lull with some of it. Like I was really wa- only watching Bulls Bucks. Have been catching a lot of this Harden run lately. Um, in a few, you know, other games here and there, you know, watching some stuff, but uh, I noticed that, yeah. Oh, it's how like, you, so you, you got to watch the Bulls from the box. How was that? Oh, I mean, that game was terrible, man. I mean, they were playing the Magic. It was, oh. But I knew that was going to be a dog crap game, but it was, it was, whew. No, thank you. That was just as bad as you thought it was. Well, the weirdest thing, it was literally the shortest basketball game I've ever been to. We were like out of there before 10 o'clock. Like, there was not a lot of dead balls, not a lot of free throws. Um, A lot of magic scoring and like Bulls not doing much. But yeah, it was really weird. (laughs) It was a short ass game, man. Just. That's kind of a bummer. It was weird. It was just super weird. If it weren't for that picture, I'd forget that it was like a. I was there probably like nothing memorable about that game really. Just that, gotta see boiling ball live and in person, and it's disgusting. But hey, I gotta see campaigns last game as a bull, so that felt Ooh. right in a way. Got to say goodbye in person. I'm happy for you. If only I um, knew, yeah. Before shout-outs, wanted to get your opinion on Russ's new sneaker and Paul George's new sneaker that came out tonight. Uh, I I like this is going to be pretty polarizing. Yeah, I don't... I generally like PG shoes, and I don't I don't mind the new new look. I wouldn't really rock them, but I don't, I don't mind them. The Russ ones are a lot. It's, it's just like, looks... Yeah, I'm not... I am not really ever going to be <coughs> a guy that's a fan of the more than like three colors on a shoe. My my brain just can't really process that unless it's like a theme of something, but it just it looks it's just not my style. That's all I can same with those like fear of God, those those Nike ones or whatever. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm like that's just that's not me. Like that is just not gonna be a shoe I like. Um, and I generally I can't say I've 
any of Russ's shoes I've really been like crazy high on. Well, I I thought his last his ones last year's I the top of it just kind of screwed it up for me. I really really like these. Like I don't I don't think that they're gonna be a sneaker I'd really want to wear not off the court, but just the way that I just think it's really unique how they you he uses different like a lot of different colors. And then it's still centralized kind of on the side. But then, I don't know. I just, like, it's a very slick, like, modern-looking shoe. I've never heard of anyone that's worn Russ's. Like, to play last ball in or anything is the one thing. As we're talking about this, I'm thinking about, like, I don't really have any feedback about that. I do have one hot shoe take, though, I'd, I'd like to give at this point. Yeah. And see if you agree or not. I think the Kyrie brand shoe might have the best colorway, like, hit percentage of any shoe brand. Well, I, the fours, I, I haven't seen, like, a streak like that in a very long time. The fives, though, too, man, he's, like, Kyrie is put out, like, for as many, uh, like, as he puts out there, there are very few flops of it. In general, the shoe is like probably my favorite. Just as far as general basketball shoe, like the Kyrie line of shoes is 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 probably my favorite. Um, his signature shoes have, I think, are kind of the standard right now for me. Um, but he of all like he puts out a ton of colorways, and they are. In general, like, I have not seen one in a long time where I'm really, like, completely, like, no on. I haven't seen one from the fives that I've been in love with, but they've all been. Oh, there's been a few I like a lot. Hmm. I'll I'll, I'll find them. I'll send send those my way. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see those. Shoutouts, PJ. What do you got? Uh, What was my shoutouts going to be? I only ever mention it, but shout out Jay Color for his amazing flamingo picture. It's probably gonna be my pin tweet for. That's my only New Year's resolution I have is to keep this. Uh, Jay Color picture as my pin tweet for. Until I find anything half as as good. Um, it's the be- most beautiful picture I've ever seen. Um. Shout out Lisa Leslie for being named one of the in the big big three. Uh, had a big announcement today. They're expanding from eight to twelve teams. Lisa Leslie is going to be the head coach of the Triplets, playing wow. eighteen cities two times a week now. Um, so big moves for the big three. Uh, shout out to uh, Vic Fangio for being the, the name the Broncos head coach. Kind of bummed. Uh, He's leaving the uh, Bears, but Broncos have been pretty stupid not to hire him. And I'm just bummed that they weren't stupid and they did hire him. I wanted them to fuck that up. Sorry, man. It's all right, man. He's a good, co- he's a good coach. Yeah, I think he's going to do well for them there. Um, and uh, I had one more that I needed to find. Um... Oh, I did kind of like on it too. Like we were talking about the fa- 
GQ wrote an article though about how with the shoe stuff, uh, how like a lot of players what they're wearing like the higher cut like either shorts or wearing like you know their pant legs being like raised a little bit is all intentional to uh, so they can show off their shoes. It's another way for them to market their shoes and like just like that coverage of them walking in has become like a new outlet for them to show off their all their shoes yeah. and advertisement. PR, it was a pretty baby. interesting article. Yep. Yeah, I have to read that. I, I hadn't seen that yet. Um, my uh, really number one shout-out this week is the Miami Heat fan that decided to jump on the court. Oh, yeah, uh, so funny. Hilarious. Uh, so check, look this up on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but Heat Nuggets a few nights ago. Fan sitting near the front row just kind of jumps on the court in the middle of free throw, grabs the ball, and the players' reactions are pretty pretty great. Uh, take some serious balls, but damn. Oh, Gosh. I had my other one. We'll shout out um, to Giannis for pegging the fuck out of James Harden. Oh, man. So funny. He threw that ball so hard. So funny. Oh, my God. H- hilarious. And it's just like the timing of that is just, you know, it's so perfect. Like I'm when also these two guys ask. are playing at their peak, both like I would say Giannis is definitely number one in MVP conversation, but like Harden is right there. And he's then, like, really close to. He's been a monster. I'm gonna send uh, you this Pistol Pete video I saw today. It's fucking crazy. This is the other wild thing of of balls being moved at a high speed, but I might put this on one of the tweets we send out with this episode um so if you see saw that and clicked on that let us know anything about that video it's kind of yeah. insane um and then a shout out clemson for beating the unbeatable alabama in the in a very boring college football final it wasn't boring. It was nice for me as like recovery from that bears game just to watch like a meaningless football game i had no emotional tie to um, and then, like, being able to, like, walk away from it from after three quarters and, like, just seeing Bama kind of get their – just kind of getting obliterated felt kind of therapeutic in a way for me. But, yeah, I want – I cannot wait for Justin Ross to be in the NFL, though, the wide receiver on Clemson. He made probably, like, three of the most ridiculous catches I've seen in, like, one game. It was impressive. They were that whole team was unbelievable, and the fact that they're um, so young, the fact that, that team is so young, the fact that uh, blanking on the quarterback's name right now, Trevor is so, Lawrence, is a true freshman, and yeah, they're gonna be good. They're probably gonna be back there next year. So, um, all right, Peach. Well, we. We'll uh, travel safely to L.A. You're going to see podcasts out there this weekend, right? Yeah, shouts out to the back-to-back crew. I'm having a 24 hours in L.A. movement. Check out their uh, live show out there. Uh, Count the Dings Network. Uh, Definitely go check, support them. Uh, If you guys don't, don't check them out. They do a ton of basketball, um, just random stuff. Really cool. 
Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be kicking it with all those people for a, for a day. Uh, see what they got in store. So I'll be that'll be tight, man. Yeah. So yeah, dude, travel safe, and then uh, I'll hold down the Midwest while you're, while you're gone on Saturday. I'm o- yeah, only for a, a short period of time. It'll barely miss me. I'm staying at this like crazy hotel in Koreatown in LA that I'm interested about. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then uh, it looks we'll like do... kind of noirish. Oh baby. We will uh, we will do another one of these as soon as you're back next week. Yes, Hopefully we will. We got so. some fun news to hit on between now and then. Hopefully, some good things happen for the T Wolves and Bulls, but. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Check us out on Twitter at FoolishKilla at the Point Forward NBA. Check us out and send any questions, comments to at the Point Forward NBA at gmail.com. Uh, write, rate, review. We certainly appreciate all the support and we'll talk to all of you next week. And if Bryce Harper or Manny Machado are listening, please just sign so I can end this MLB standoff of free agency. Bryce Harper, please come to White Sox. Yes, please, not the Cubs.